Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. A very exciting, very festive, holiday-fueled episode awaits you with Mary Holland. Oh, she is just so lovely. If you don't know her, get ready to meet someone that is hilarious, sweet, charming, all of it. She's Jane in the happiest season uh, now on Hulu, the Kristen Stewart holiday film. It's absolutely wonderful. She also co-wrote the movie so fantastic uh we talk about wild horses her improv troupe that she still performs with that is doing virtual shows we talk about her love of lord of the rings survivor how she and her husband got married in their carport on halloween this year she's had quite a year and this was such a lovely conversation so please enjoy this episode of not too deep with mary holland Mary, hi. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm, uh, I have a million questions. Um, happiest season, obviously, the coolest thing right now. I want to get to that oh, in a second. You. Yes. Um, but let's start at the beginning. I want to hear how you got into comedy. I know you're a huge UCB person. Um, and so I'm curious how you found yourself in, in New York, right? L.A., Oh, in LA. Would, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so I moved to Los Angeles right after college, mm-hmm. um, drove across the country and, uh, oh, you did the, the full drive. I did. Nice. I did. Uh, yeah, I went to college outside of Chicago. Um, so I drove from there and yeah, I, I actually, the, one of the first apartment buildings I lived in was right down the street from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Um, so it was actually a, a geographic, you know, <laughs> uh, coincidence there. But um, I had done some improv in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, while I was in college. And so um, I was a little familiar with long form improv, but the, the UCB in LA was like two years old at that point. Okay. It had been in New York for a long time, but, um, they had just opened their, their LA branch. And I went to see some shows there and was like, Hey, I, I know this stuff. This is, yeah. this is improv. <laughs> um, and so I started, I, I signed up, started taking classes and, um, and yeah, just got very into the improv sketch scene. Very cool. Like, so when you did improv in Chicago, was that something, were you interested in theater and this was kind of another offshoot to like make yourself well-rounded or were you interested in comedy specifically? Yeah, I was, uh, I was going to school for, uh, for theater. I got my BFA in acting from Northern Illinois university and we, we really rarely did comedies. It was a lot of, um, very like emotionally fraught like yeah 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 <laughs> theater pieces uh, a lot of drama which uh i i love doing and and i'm so grateful that i i got that experience um but yes i i feel like when i i started getting into improv i really just i loved the the sense of play and the um it was such an important creative outlet and I was meeting all these people that I just connected with and, and fell in love with. And uh, it, it became my community in such a, such a big way. And then additionally, all the, the skills that improv has taught me that I've been able to use 
in my professional life, but also my personal life. Like, you know, so many of the philosophies of improv are, are really great. Like <laughs> they really are guidelines. Yeah. They're truly just like foundational tools for building relationships, like romantic and platonic that I yeah. forget that I went to the people's improv theater in New York. And so, Oh yeah. I forget that a lot of the, just the things that I've learned there truly are the way I give other people any advice about just like operating in life that I'm like, wow, these do really map into the real world so effortlessly. They really do. And it's also just like how to, how to, I I totally agree with you about relationships. And then it's also like, just from a mindfulness perspective, like how to like stay in the moment and and not pre-plan or like be attached to results, just kind of trust that you're, you're, you're going to be supported and you'll be taken care of. And it it like fosters this, um, courage. I think that's so important. Totally, totally, totally. And I think I saw, um, cause you have an improv group, wild horses and you guys have been doing, uh, live stream shows. Is that true? We have. Yes. We, we did a few at the very beginning of, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so like in early March and then there was a few months where we were all coping. And then <laughs> we we did just start doing shows again and I think we're going to try to do them monthly now. Um but we That's do it so through cool. this Yeah, we do it through this theater called Dynasty Typewriter um that has pivoted really beautifully to like doing online shows like they they really have made it so seamless and easy so I hope we do more yeah I mean kudos for the for pivoting because I am Uh, so (laughs) curious that's something that strikes me every now and then it's like how are improv groups handling the last eight months because it's like truly impossible to do that kind of stuff but to know that you guys are doing it on a live stream how what's that experience like I'm sure it's very different but some of it must feel familiar yes yes it is very different but there in a way there's like some cool things that we can play with within this structure that we that we couldn't do in person Mm. for example I remember we did this one show and in the improv portion of the show there was uh my character was like taking over the 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 room or the, there was some sort of situation where my character was like, um, an evil, like overlord. And so I, I like from zoom could mute all the other <gasps> <That's fantastic. laughs> women in my group. And they did, <laughs> they like took that and ran with it. They like pretended like they were trapped and like, Oh, the- <laughs> that's so great. So it's cool. It kind of, it, it, it really, uh, it makes you be creative with, with how you're, um, what you normally would show physically, how you can, mm-hmm. you know, translate that to, to a two dimensional like screen is, is yeah. been really fun. It, it's great to know that you're still able to do it too, because it must feel yeah. a little bit like, you know, I mean, it is a drug in some sense, like the endorphin rush of being able to create something from nothing. So to have yeah. a little bit of that, a little bit of a, of the a fix <laughs> must feel really yes. nice. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's such a huge part of my life. Like it, improv yeah. is, um, when you're in that community and in that world, you're doing shows constantly or or practice Mm -hmm. groups. You're just like constantly working that muscle. And, um, yeah, it's tough to not 
have that that outlet, but I'm I'm glad that we found a way to make it work somehow. <laughs> totally. Um, and things that are currently working, let's talk about Happiest Season because this is such a delightful movie. It's like Thank you. so funny and grounded at the same time. Like it it's a really wonderful balance. And you you co-wrote the film. Yes. Yes. So what was Clea yeah. Duvall, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that process. Yeah. So Clea had the idea for Happiest Season uh, for a long time. And, and when we met working on Veep, we just really hit it off with each other. We, we didn't know each other very well at all, but, um, I feel very lucky that she, uh, asked, like took me out to coffee and told me about the idea she had and the story she wanted to tell and, and, uh, asked me if I would write it with her. And, and I was like, well, yes. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. I would love um, to. Very much yeah. so. Very much so. And very much so. Um, yeah. So how so, long ago yeah. was this that you guys started writing it? It was almost, uh, oh my gosh. I, it just hit me that it's December. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was almost four years ago. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like we started in December or January, January of twenty um, 17. Wow. So yeah, it's kind of wild. It's really wild. And it's, it's a beautiful story to tell. And it's, right. it's a real, like I said, it's a great balance of making it funny and lighthearted, but still keeping like the core, uh, I guess, you know, conflict very grounded and real for people. Yeah. Um, were you pulling characters or anything from real life situations? I know that you're close with your sister, so I didn't know yes. if any of uh, the characters have been informed by actual family <laughs> members. <laughs> no, no, not really. I, I, the, I do not have the same relationship with my sister as <laughs> the sisters in the movie. Um, but I do think that 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 sisterly dynamic is is so specific and really intense it's like mm -hmm. a, a I know with my sister we were each other's best friends growing up and and that you're also around each other all the time and you're growing up together and so yeah. there's just so many layers to that relationship and we we wanted you know to get to know Harper through that through that relationship so giving her sisters was a was a really cool way to get to know her better um and yeah, I mean, the, the, the story itself was inspired by Clea's experiences and, y you know, holiday movies are important to both of us. And I mm. think it was really important to Clea to see her experience represented yeah. in this genre. And of course, you know, LGBTQ plus stories should be, there should be so many right, <laughs> in all right. genres. <laughs> so I, it is very exciting that, that we get to um, tell this one on such a large scale. Now, what are your normal Christmas movie go-tos or holiday movie go-tos? Home Alone is at the top of the list. Okay, okay. Top of the list. <laughs> um, Die Hard, Die Hard, I would say we watch. Uh, my my husband, Matt, is adamant that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. And okay. I agree. It feels like a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, Scrooge watch every year. Mm. Um yeah. Family Stone. I mean, they, they, they really become a part of one's tradition and, and something totally. that 
like brings a lot of comfort every year. So um, it was great making one. Yeah. And the cast is like every person involved is so wonderful and clearly brings their own essence to these already very funny characters and interesting yes. and complex characters. And it feels like, um, well, I'm curious about the casting process. Like did Kristen Stewart come on and then it sort of like happened or was were you able to bring in friends and that sort of thing? Right. It really, Clea as the director, um, really captained that, mm. that process. And she was so mindful about um, bringing in people that uh, are, are brilliant actors. I mean, this cast is just full of such. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, fantastic. It, like such stellar performers. And, um, but she was also really mindful of bringing in people too, who were, um, warm people and, and generous and positive. And, uh, so I, she really just curated this incredible group of people and, um, and yeah. And that when we were writing it with these characters really, really, you know, stood on their own and it was a, a world that we created that would, you know, exist on its own. And then mm -hmm. all these actors stepped into these roles just, and did the most wonderful things with them. I, I we're uh, so lucky. That's so cool. Especially like just the trust in knowing that they're going to take the things that you've written and just elevate them must have been so yeah. cool. It was a marvel to watch. It was so great. Now, how has the feedback been? Because now it's it's out, it's available for everyone to see. People are watching it and it's kind yeah. of like, <laughs> truly ideal timing for everyone to have a very sweet and beautiful story around the holiday season. Right, right. The the response has been so overwhelmingly positive. And um, I've heard from lots of friends and family who have been so enthusiastic and supportive. And then I've heard, I've heard from a lot of people who I, I don't know who have reached out and, and um, told me like how how much this movie means to them or how it's mm. impacted them or, you know, and it's been really wonderful also to hear that it's, it's starting a lot of conversations between, uh, families and friends and loved ones. And that, that is, um, that is really beautiful to hear. Yeah. Was there any hesitation on having it come out this year or wanting it to be pushed another year because of the state of the world? Right. I, I don't know what those conversations were like. I mean, I, I feel like we all really felt like this was a movie that we need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this hugely. year. And yeah. So I, I feel like the, the move that was made, um, Hulu taking it on and, and, and sharing it and, uh, you know, having the support of Sony and TriStar in that, in that effort to like get it out into the world and have it be so accessible. I think that that was just the, the best possible way we could enjoy it. And there's something too about it. I mean, of course we would love to, to see it in the movie theater. That's, right. you know, what a dream, but it's also, it's sort of the, the image of people safe at home, you know, being able to like mm. enjoy this from, um, from the comfort of their homes and, and with their families is uh, what an ideal way to watch it.
very, I mean, that's a very sweet, optimistic way to handle this whole thing. I mean, I saw on your Instagram that your uh, the dress you wore for the premiere, stunning, mask and oh, all, thank stunning. You. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, um, my my stylist was so wonderful. She um, was able to get a, a mask made with like part of the dress, oh, so it, it so all cool. matched, and we love, love that. Very cool. <laughs> what was the experience having a premiere? Was it a drive-in situation? Yeah, it was a drive-in. Yeah, it was so magical. It was uh, really like, uh, I love a drive-in movie. Yeah. And to get to watch this movie in that in that context was really exciting. And we, we had like little snacks and hot apple cider uh, and it just felt very special. And um and so many, so many friends turned out and I'm just thrilled we had a way to like celebrate it, but still be very safe. And yeah, there's uh, something, yeah, even though cool. you could only do a drive-in situation, it does kind of feel like the ideal, like sweet holiday viewing experience, yeah. like a little, a little retro, but a little comfortable and quaint and cute. Totally agree. Yeah. Very that's, cool. That's what it felt like. Okay. We're going to take a quick break when we get back. Um, I have so many questions about the carport wedding that happened this year for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Hi, friends. Grace Helbig here from the podcast Not Too Deep, which you are currently listening to, hosted by me, Grace Helbig. Just wanted to say a couple of things. One, Thank you so much for listening. And two, if you are enjoying yourself to such a degree that you'd love to leave us a um, review on the Apple Store, that would be so appreciated because, again, you are very appreciated for giving us your time, your ears, your attention, whatever it may be. Uh, And that was my couple of things. Now back to me, me. Okay, let's talk about not only have you uh, made this beautiful film, You've also made a beautiful marriage happen this year. What a wild situation. Now tell me about this because uh, you got married in your carport this year. We got married in our carport, you know, a (laughs) a dream venue. Um, We, yeah, we, we had other plans for our wedding. And then when it was clear that, 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 um, shouldn't happen. We decided we still wanted to get married on that date. And, um, it felt really important to both of us to like have this really positive, uh, experience happen this year. And so, so we, we just, uh, decided to do it at home and we got like, we had this little carport area, um, that we just hung a bunch of lights in and then we set up some tripods with phones and we, uh, we went, this company called Wedfully, uh-huh. um, d- coordinates virtual weddings. So, uh, <gasps> they, they really had a, a very busy year. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But they, they helped us figure out how to make this work and like they facilitated, um, uh, greeting the guests when they arrive on the zoom and like, uh, they played a slideshow and they like, uh, our coordinator would toggle between the two different camera angles that we had set up in our car. It was so really cute. cool. Very creative. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was very special and intimate and, and creative. And, you know, we getting married on Halloween, 
We yeah, this is a, a layered yeah. experience that you guys have. Not only is it in your carport and it's this production value over Zoom for your family and friends, but it's on Halloween as well. On Halloween. And this Halloween was a blue moon. So yeah. listen, we had it all going. Um, <laughs> yes. And we encouraged our guests. We told them, you know, please arrive on the Zoom however you want. Like you can dress up or you can like wear a costume. We wouldn't say no to that. Wonderful. And um, the majority of people wore costumes. Oh, that's fantastic. That's <laughs> so fantastic. Bad. Yeah. My sister, uh, my sister was Morticia Adams and her <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> was Gomez Adams. And Perfect. then my dad, hilariously, uh, decided to the entire wedding be in character as <laughs> Kevin Costner's uh, character from Yellowstone. So he even, he gave a toast to me. <laughs> As Kevin Costner, like <laughs> he even said, he was like, "It's so, it's so sad that Dwayne can't be here." I know he was, he was, you know, bummed to miss his daughter's wedding, but so I told him I would be here instead, and like That's it was so hilarious. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I was gonna ask, like, how do your parents feel about you being in the entertainment industry? But it seems like perhaps Dad is maybe more supportive yeah. than ever. <laughs> he, yes, he has. He he is enjoying it. But yeah, both my parents are um are are doctors. So the, the wow, two, yeah, very much a, a an industry in a world that is new to them. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but they seem like, you know, they seem on board for it. <laughs> yeah, they're down. They're down. They're down to have a good time. <laughs> now, in the film, uh, you have Jinx Monsoon and Bendel Creme there. Yeah. Are you a Drag Race fan? I have just gotten introduced to Drag oh. Race. And I, you know, Jinx and Bendel Creme, I mean, oh my gosh. Their performances in this movie were... <laughs> I just could not take my eyes off of them. They're yeah. so funny and so magnetic. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait to watch more Drag Race. To get oh, more, and there's so much, characters. so much. Um, oh, I read somewhere that you had a ton of like quirky characters that had to get cut from the original script. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, a, a script goes through so many... Uh, evolutions yeah and you you start to like hone in on the story you want to tell and um and yeah I wouldn't say there was like a ton but there were certainly like a character here or there that that ended up you know not propelling the story forward in the way we want to but that's always tough it's tough in the writing process to like um you know be be discerning like that about what what is working and what yeah what isn't yeah but it's great because all the characters that are in it are still incredibly funny, but very yeah. real people at the same time. Yeah. That, yeah. That was so um, important that that all these characters had like uh, were three dimensional and had a full emotional journey that they also were on, you know, in addition to this this main story that we're following. So cool. Um, I also want to talk about Golden Arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is crazy because ironically, we had um, Kate Flannery on this morning in an oh, episode. Yeah. And oh my she, gosh, she brought great. it up and it was so wild. Uh, yeah. So tell us about <laughs> this. This is uh, the what I know about it is uh, arm wrestling. That's you know what? And that's all you need to know. OK, uh, OK. <laughs> it's like a buddy 
a buddy comedy um, set in the world of women's arm wrestling. And uh, as directed by Maureen Barucha and Betsy Sodaro and I play the the two best friends. Uh. Um, Betsy is uh, a trucker who competes in women's arm wrestling tournaments. And I play her best friend who's a baker and you know is is not in touch with her um inner strength (laughs) but she has this yeah perfect but she has this golden arm she has a gift like incredible um uh arm so that you know it's all about her journey and embracing that part of herself it's amazing because the arm wrestling world really exists, right? This is an actual like, oh, yes, community. Yes. This is an actual competition. Yeah. Did you have yeah. to do uh, a research for this or get into this world? Absolutely. It was it, it was written by Anne Marie Allison and Jenna Milley. And Anne Marie um, is a, a part of an arm wrestling community in DC that, that they, they do like fundraising events. And it's so to hear her tell these stories, like uh, people show up as their alter egos and uh, like dress up in full costume. And it's just uh, really fun and celebratory. And we were lucky enough to have, um, dot Marie Jones. She played in the movie. She played, um, uh, the, uh, uh, someone who trains me. Okay. <laughs> and okay. luckily we, we, that was like the first thing that we shot was that, um, series of scenes. And it was so fortunate because dot actually is a world champion arm wrestler. Um, wild, wild. wild. We, she brought all her like belts and tre- like, uh, it's, it is amazing. Uh, um, but I she haven't totally- had like, I haven't had a, a, a many like things on a short list that I really want to go to once, you know, the world opens back up, yeah. but this is skyrocketed to the top. I'm <laughs> no. fascinated yes. by this. And there's tons of events like in LA and just all over. So uh. I definitely check it out. But yeah, dot was, dot was like in the movie, she's training me, but then she was actually like giving me tips of like, this is how you do this. And like, wow. you know, how to prevent like breaking your arm and what you have to do you have to get off the jump and all this cool like it was great <laughs> that's amazing are there any uh any tips that help you know with the carpal tunnel that comes from so much interneting as well <laughs> <laughs> you know she didn't go into any of that um but i mean i feel like arm wrestling's got to be good for it you know right muscles so so maybe just get into competitive arm wrestling (laughs) oh it's amazing so this is a film that's coming out next year yes yes okay cool 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 for everyone when did you guys shoot this we shot it not this past july but the one before so uh 2019 okay okay 2019 oh that's so exciting uh i'm already looking forward to it uh now in general let's talk about how how has quarantine been going for you are you guys watching anything are you binging anything what's been yeah. the, what's the what's the latest that you're watching i'm also just fishing for new recommendations on things oh great love it um yes it, it has been a, definitely a time of of a lot of consuming of movies and tv mm-hmm. and podcasts um the the show that we we've been watching most recently is the flight attendant on HBO max i haven't watched that yet yet? no but i heard it's good it it is so good it's great love it um 
And then I always have my, my go-to show that I just, I have, I seen all of it. Yes. But every time I rewatch it, it is, I'm finding new things. I'm learning new lessons. And that is, um, survivor on CBS. <gasps> yes. Okay. So my boyfriend and I, at the beginning of the pandemic, 12 years ago, just got like super into survivor, <laughs> like so late <gasps> to the game. And that <gasps> we are obsessed and we've gone back and watched, I think, we haven't watched it in a while because we went too hard and it got like very obsessive. Uh, but we've watched <laughs> right. like the last 10 seasons or the 10 most recent seasons of it. I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed. It is such a genius, genius, genius show. Especially yeah. on television, as far as I'm concerned, has been for 20 years. Yes. Um, yeah. And I actually, this is, this is interesting. At the beginning of quarantine, uh, a friend of mine, Kelsey Krasnogor, she started an online game that was inspired by Survivor. And it, it is like uh, all the challenges are over Zoom and like oh, your social, it's like social strategy. It's that Ooh. same sort of like idea. It's a brilliant game. It's called The Quarantine Island. I played it for a whole month and it <laughs> utterly consumed me. I can't even tell you how intense it was, but I really learned a lot about myself from doing it. So I, I highly recommend everybody check that out. Quarantine oh, Island. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I I'm obsessed with the game I, or the show and the game. Um, my friends have been telling me about it forever and it's something I hadn't watched from like the first season once it came out when I was in like high school or college right. or something wild. Jeff Probst is like the greatest host I've ever seen. His ability Jeff to Probst. facilitate conversations blows my mind. He is an <laughs> angel from heaven above. Yes. <laughs> there is no one I love more. And you know what? And I told my husband that and he's okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, yeah, we just, I love him so, so much. Now, would you actually go on the show if asked? Listen, <laughs> if you had asked me that, I think at the beginning of this year before I played Quarantine Island, yeah. I would have said, you know what? If they asked me, I probably would. I just, <laughs> I love the show so much and I love the game. Yeah. And, um, but after doing Quarantine Island, it has become very clear to me that I am not cut out for it. <laughs> I know. I could never do it. I could never really? do it. I am I am too emotionally like uh, yeah. unstable. And I, I think <laughs> I would I would just be so devastated to find out someone lied to me because I think I try to unfortunately see like the best in people and and think that they're good and so yeah so I think in that game that would be my Achilles heel is just being like I trust you I trust you I trust you oh. yeah totally yes and it's also like there I I am a definitely of the same mind as you and then it's also when I did try to lie in yeah. the game I wasn't fooling <laughs> anybody no. I was so convinced I was like "Ooh, I'm playing the game and everybody was like well I know Mary's lying yeah I know I feel like when I lie I just get full hives which would yeah. be the biggest tell to everyone constantly and I don't make eye contact I just yeah. like look around like that exactly yeah. exactly oh I'm so glad to hear that you're also equally obsessed with that show it's yes really... I'm so glad you are I mean oh. it's it's the perfect balance of social perfect commentary balance. 
Ugh, I love it. Also, just to know that everyone that goes on it now is just clearly obsessed with the show. And so the yeah. way they play is so fast and furious that it's, yeah, whew, it's hard to keep it's up with. Really fun. Yeah. Now, <laughs> is there a reality show you would go on? Oh, man, what a question. Would you and your husband do an amazing race or? I, we love amazing race. I, yeah. I have brought it up to him a few times. <laughs> he says, he says, I'm not sure that that would be good. For us. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. mean, you really have to have a real, like, uh, a, a partnership that is so the yes. communication has to be like out of this world. A hundred percent. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's but good I to would know love that- to do it. I would, I, I would love to go on Survivor. I just don't think I would do well. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I would flatter myself in any uh, capacity. I think people no. would be upset with my inability to survive on that show. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of questions for you from Instagram. So we'll cool. be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, Mary, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold cooked spaghetti. Cold cooked spaghetti, yeah. Mm, Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, gosh, there's so many people I'd like to throw it at. <laughs> I know. This is the um, year. Yeah, this is the year. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I would probably like to throw it. And it, is, it, is it guaranteed to hit their face? It is guaranteed uh, to hit them in uh, this-ish area. And also... Okay. It, the intention of how you throw it is up to you. It can be a celebratory thing. It can be oh, a mean-spirited it. thing. It's whoever, depending on how you're feeling. Okay, okay, okay. Great, great. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'd like to throw cold spaghetti in like a fun way. Maybe with someone like Ina Garden. <gasps> That's a fantastic answer. Oh, I because she would just catch it and then make <laughs> something delicious with it. Yeah, in her blue button down. Exactly. Jeffrey's in the other room doing something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? He just he only comes out for mealtime. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Uh, okay, the other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shooting experience or like a bathroom oh. emergency, but. You can only use three words or three small phrases to describe the experience. So, oh, Grace. Mine. Boy. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Mine <laughs> is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough time. <laughs> Very tough. Oh, man. Okay, well, listen, I... I okay, there's a lot. I, I <laughs> I'm so I'm, happy to hear that you have a bunch to, have <laughs> to a bunch. pick from. <laughs> I have a bunch of answers to that question. Right. But okay, so here we go. I'm going to try to sum it up in three words. Okay. Dog walking, jeggings, uh oh, 
<laughs> Jeggings are. <laughs> yep. Um. Um. What's the last word I would choose? <laughs> There's so many good ones. Uh, I would say. <laughs> okay. Dog walking, jeggings, fired. <laughs> oh no! That is a full movie that you've given yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. No follow up questions there. Great. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into these Instagram questions. We have a bunch of them. Uh, over, well, an overwhelming amount of them first are asking Will there be a happiest season two? I sure hope so. Okay. okay. I sure hope so. Yeah. Would love to do it. Uh, it lends itself to that. So many people uh, want your character's spinoff movie. They want Strictly Jane, everything, oh. uh, which is very, I would also love to see that. I got to see how the book sales do and where she yeah, goes we, from there. We have to know how the book is doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta uh, know. Uh, someone's asking, what's your favorite memory from filming Happiest Susan? It was such a special experience. It, it, it really was that this group of people was so amazing and we I feel like at the time we we all knew we were making something really special and important and um we were all just so excited to be there so I I have so many great memories from it but I would say some some of my favorites are playing games with everybody in the cast and going and doing escape rooms together those were a lot of fun that's so fun. Who, if anyone, stood out as the worst escape room participant? Listen, it, I, look, if you were to ask all of us, Mary Steenburgen would say she would claim that she's the worst, but I totally disagree with that. I think Mary uh, was so wonderful in the escape rooms everybody uh, brings their own strength you know that's what's so yeah. great about escape rooms is that is that it really it really is a team effort so mm -hmm. everybody everybody you know brings their strengths to it everyone has a unique talent for an escape room yes um someone's asking does she try to sneak her fellow wild horses crew into projects or do they all audition for similar stuff i mean i both both are true. I, you know, we're all brunette comedian <laughs> ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we do end up going out for a lot of the same stuff audition wise, but, but also, uh, you know, I, I, we're the comedy community is really supportive of, of yeah. each other. And so it, it really feels like, um, we have a lot of mutual friends who bring us in for things and definitely anytime I'm in a position to, to cast any of the wild horses, I would, I'm over the moon to do it. That's, uh, how long have the wild horses been together as a group? We formed in 2013. So, uh, oh, almost, almost eight years. And how did the name come to be? I remember we were on an email chain. Look, picking an improv group name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, always a, a wild task. <laughs> it's a wild task. And it, it re, I mean, you go from you. The, uh, it can be anything. And I, we were all throwing out names. And I 
I remember Lauren Lapkus throwing out wild horses and we all were like, that's it. It fits. That's us. <laughs> you have to wait. Yeah. For the, the emotional connection to it. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, someone is asking, what's your favorite way to wake up in the morning? Oh, my favorite way to wake up in the morning. Oh, I love that question. I know. <laughs> well rested. Mm, great answer. Um, yeah, I, I have, we have um, two cats and a dog mm. and our cats sleep in the bed with us. And so that I love waking up and in at some point during the night when I've been asleep, my cat has like, crawled in and like had me spoon her and then uh, waking up and discovering that uh, is the best. such a pure joy uh, yes so nice uh someone wants to know what's your favorite type of holiday attire and why oh yeah very intense i would say tights <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about, I mean, of course you can wear tights year round, but there's something about, I, I think it's probably, I have an association of like dresses and tights with the holidays be, from mm. childhood, I guess. Like you'd go to like church yes, services yes. and everything and like always had like, you know, winter tights on. And so that I have such a strong correlation between those two things. So I, I would say, I would say a, a dress and some lovely tights, holiday tights. Love that. Um, someone just says, ask her about fantasy stuff. She loves Lord of the Rings. Is this true? Oh, it's very true. Really? Um, okay. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, you can kind of see my bookshelf there. I, have I was going to say, Hobbit. well, you have this beautiful color coordinated bookshelf that it's stunning. Yeah. It's so oh, aesthetically pleasing to look at. Thank you. I, I, it took me an entire day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I love, I love fantasy fiction. I love Lord of the Rings that, that, that whole movie trilogy and then the, the books and the Hobbit, mm. the, the whole world that J.R.R. Tol Tolkien created. I am just so obsessed with, it was a really, I, I got so into it when I was, um, a teenager and it just, mm. it really became a part of my identity. Very cool. So if your character, Jane, at the end of this, you know, co-writes a, a book. Did, was that uh, influenced by real life uh, affiliations, affinities? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Jane, we we wrote Jane. Um, I like it, early in the writing process when we were brainstorming the, the family we knew we wanted one of the sisters to like have a, a different energy than everybody else. And once yeah. we decided that I, I told Clea that I wanted a player <laughs> and then, <laughs> and so I feel like early on we started like infusing these details into Jane that are, that are true of me too. Like I also have night terrors and yeah. I love fantasy fiction. And so <laughs> it was, it was really fun to get to write that for Jane that she, she is a, a really gifted author. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say you, in the world of fantasy fiction, what's Jedi Temple Challenge? <laughs> Jedi Temple Challenge is a um, kids competition game show that takes <gasps> place in the Star Wars universe. Amazing. And yes, and I I played um, the droid sidekick to Ahmed Best, uh, um, who is the the host of the the show. 
and it features young Padawans uh, trying to become Jedi Knights. Oh, that's so sweet. It's really sweet. (laughs) Yeah. How was that experience? It sounds like sugar to the core. Uh, sugar to the core is a great way to describe it. And yeah, I had so much fun and, and playing a droid is uh, a, a oh. dream. It's a dream. So yeah, I love that. So much fun. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. Someone is asking, fuck, Mary, kill your character from Veep, your character from Happiest Season and Barack Obama. Oh my God. A very specific question. <laughs> I mean, listen, I would have to kill my character from Veep. She's a terrible person. <laughs> she, the, the, the world would be well rid of her. Um, so I would, I would kill my character from Veep. I would. <sighs> it's tough. I would. It feels weird to say it because. I played my character on Happiest Season, so it feels strange to say I fuck her. Right? Yeah. How about Cause that's me? How about um, instead of fuck, it's um, you know uh, redo a home with? Okay. Well, great, yeah. great, great. Well, I would, <laughs> I would marry Barack Obama. Great choice. It, yes, I mean, <laughs> of course. <laughs> And I would be thrilled to redo a home with Jane. She's so creative and has so many ideas. She's such a great artist. I know. She is artistic. She's such a great artist. (laughs) I love it. Um, There's a ton of questions about Riley and Abby uh, (laughs) and whether or not they should have ended up together. How I'm curious if the end of the film uh, was easy to write or something that you guys went back and forth on. It was always important to us that Abby and Harper have a happy ending with each other. You know, yeah. I, I think we we really wanted to tell um, uh, this story in a way that was very honest and and uh, authentic and feels real. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, give these characters a bright, happy ending. Um so that was always the the intention, and uh, but I so appreciate the the debate that's happening. Like it 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 means a lot that people are really invested in. Well, these it's characters. also it's truly great because and uh, you know it keeps you hanging on till the very end because you truly don't know where this is going to go, and it could yeah. go anywhere. And that's what's so fun about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, now let's see. Someone asked, "How is your back after carrying Happiest Season?" <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> everyone is saying hashtag Jane writes that uh, everyone fell in love with Jane. Uh, and then, how does she feel playing a, a literal icon? She's become an icon to me and my friends. I mean, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I think it's incredibly sweet. Like. Uh, that's a testament to how well written all of these characters are that they truly connect with real people in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that really means so much to me. I mean, it, it is, it is, I know I really relate to Jane and, and it's, um, it's just been so moving to, to hear that so many people do. And I'm, I'm just very grateful for that. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, and last question, which I think you might have mentioned in the beginning, will Wild Horses be doing any shows soon? 
Yes, yes. We're hoping to start doing shows monthly at Dynasty Typewriter on online until we can until we can all be together in person again. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I think we're going to start doing that in um, January. So we'll, nice. we'll be posting about that. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, Mary, this has been so fun. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank well, you, Grace. Before we wrap up completely, um, we love to give a token of our appreciation to our guests. And that is a personalized fortune cookie from us to you that ah. I believe Melissa might have emailed to you. Okay. I see a fortune cookie and here's a fortune. And do I read it out loud? Yes, please. Okay. Be gay and merry and check out Happiest Season on Hulu for your holiday season, but also honestly, all year round viewing pleasure. If you don't have a login, we may know a girl. There you go. There you go. There you go. Great fortune. uh, (laughs) The fates are in your favor. Now, Mary, (laughs) where can everyone find you? Where uh, can they find every, all the projects you're working on or get tickets to the upcoming shows, et cetera? Yes. If you follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mary Hollandays, I, oh, I post. I love yeah. that Instagram handle, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm like keeping myself from accidentally saying Mary Hollandays every time I say your name. <laughs> I'm like You're actively- welcome to. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I post all info about shows and, and everything else that's going on there. So you can find all that there. Awesome. And very excited for Golden Arm sometime next year. Can't wait. Yes. Thank very you. Cool. Guys, go check out everything that Mary is up to. Go see Happiest Season. It will leave you feeling very happy, very sweet. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>